This is Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission. Welcome to episode 28 of Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission, recorded on July 13th, 2020. This is where you can find out all you need or want to know about Downtown Halifax. I'm Alana McDonald-Mills, Director of Marketing. And I'm Ivy Ho, Director of Communications. We are your hosts for Downtown Lowdown, and we will be giving you the lowdown on what's new in businesses, developments, and issues that affect downtown. And we talk to key individuals that help make downtown Halifax better. We have a great episode today on BizBuzz. We'll discuss what's new, what's newly reopened, and what's happening in downtown. Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission, will give us an update on Bedford Row, Grafton Street, and Argyle Street, as well as the downtown crew. We're now going to jump right into today's featured interview. Gordon Stewart of the Restaurant Association of Nova Scotia is back on Downtown Lowdown. Alana will be talking to him about the restaurant industry since the state of emergency was declared in Nova Scotia in March, and since the province loosened restrictions and allowed all businesses to reopen on June 5th. Today we are welcoming Gordon Stewart to Downtown Lowdown. Gordon is the Executive Director of the Restaurant Association of Nova Scotia. The Restaurant Association of Nova Scotia, or RANS, has been representing and lobbying for the food and beverage industry since 1947 and represents over 30,000 people in the food service sector across the province. Welcome to the Downtown Lowdown, Gordon. Thank you for joining us today. Can you start by telling us what the Restaurant Association of Nova Scotia has been doing during this pandemic? So we've been working in two different levels. One is um, engaging and working with the industry, um, a, a lot of hand-holding, a lot of answering questions. We get hundreds of questions and emails daily and quite a range of stuff, you know, information about employment, the serves, can I hire this person back? Do I have to lay off? What do I have to do here? Mm-hmm. Hours of operation. Uh, what does that regulation mean? Can I do this? Can I separate my tables this way? Right. Uh, do my people have to wear masks? A lot of questions around that. And that, that's pretty much still constant daily now. Um, the other plateau is really about working and trying to build programs that will support them. So we're involved, uh, particularly with the provincial and, and the federal government, mostly provincial. We're working pretty hard at trying to be innovative um, in terms of trying to find new ways to help the industry. Because as we stand now, what we're really doing is just helping the industry get open. Mm-hmm. That's quite different from the longer term of being being in survival mode. So that's two different plateaus. We're just really in the phase that we're helping get industry open. So there's going to be a lot more support going to be needed to help industry. And so with that, I work probably with two or three other different groups um, behind the kind of core groups that I work with now. And we're trying to develop new plans and new ways to ensure that we're going to be open and stay open. That's the other key thing, stay open as much as we can. What are your thoughts on how the restaurant industry as a whole has dealt with the pandemic? Probably two different sides of that coin. One, I think personally, I think it's been just a, a big emotional drain on a lot of operators. It's a really tough thing. I mean, everybody has their life, their life savings, their mortgages all tied up in this family money. You name it. It's all it's all on the line there. So the pressure of that is enormous. Um, the other side is getting reopening. So the long term focus is, is getting reopening. That's the whole phase by itself. And some have not reopened yet. You know, we have a lot of restaurants that have not reopened yet in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and, but getting reopened and being able to see light at the end of the tunnel. And, and, and we're probably saying and predicting that there was probably going to be a year. That means that they're going to be struggling for a year out there to survive. Mm-hmm. So it's, and 
that they're doing their best. Let me put it that way. I, I'm actually amazed at some of the people how much they were able to do with so little money and getting open. It's it's been amazing overall. What do you think the industry will look like if and when this pandemic passes? Well, we're definitely going to see a much different industry in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. as many other places. Uh, I expect we'll see um, an industry that will be down in numbers in terms of right. restaurants. Um, the current figure that's been floating around the best knowledge people is we could be down as much as 500 restaurants less in Nova Scotia, somewhere in the order of 15,000 less employees in Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. So that begins to paint the picture of what it will look like. But then we'll probably see a lot of more changes happening in restaurants, uh, renegotiation of leases. People pay, you know, in Halifax, you're, you're paying by the square inch, not by the square foot, very expensive right. leases. And without that demand and customer volume, uh, you'll be seeing a, a rejigging of those leases. And any new operations, and there will be few, will be completely re- redesigned. They will be be redesigned so that anything like this happens again, and it probably will, mm-hmm. that we're ready for it and can accommodate adjusting in terms of size and that we can still make money as an individual restaurant. Right now, as an example, with the 50% capacity, people can't make enough money. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the average in Nova Scotia, we're just, I just finished off a survey this morning, the best people are doing is 40% of their sales from last year at the current time. And that's not good, and it's not healthy, and it's not it's not sustainable. They won't be able yeah. to last till the end of the year. So um, that's kind of where the kind of forward going is is headed. Has there been any positives for the food and beverage businesses that have come out of the pandemic? Yeah, I think there has. Uh, I I think that um, one of the bigger pictures that I see is it gives everybody a chance to press that pause button, take a look mm-hmm. at what they're doing, how they're doing it. Before, like most businesses, it came and tweaked. I did one little thing here. I changed the menu here. This gives you a chance to retweak everything that you're going to do overall. Mm-hmm. Another little piece, for example, which would people, a lot of sit-down restaurants got into the takeout business. And that's extremely good because the growth in Canada has actually been in takeout. 32% mm-hmm. of the growth in Canada has been from takeout from sit-down right. restaurants. So that's a very positive thing. Uh, a couple of new tools, the adding of um, being able to do wine, cider, and beer on yeah. takeout. Again, a, a nice nice little bonus, and I think that's going to stay in the marketplace uh, for a long time, and that will be part of the, the news. So those are all new changes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the other things that will happen will be people rethink how they're looking at the restaurants, how they're staffing it. Uh, how they're laying it, besides laying it out, how they're going to staff that restaurant, which is going to take a look at menus, the number of items you have in the menu, mm-hmm. because you're going to have to be able to ensure that you're making profit on every item, not not making profit on four items and losing on the other 12, that you're going to have to make profit on everything. So leaner, meaner kitchens, leaner, meaner storage, leaner, meaner, everything as it goes, goes down the fight. So mm-hmm. those are kind of things that are, in a way, they're positive because they will mm-hmm. actually, in the long run, they will be assets to the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing that I'm really enjoying is all the restaurants doing curated menus. Yeah. So you get, like, the whole meal, which is great. So then you don't have to do a lot of thinking. You just order your meal, and you get your appetizer, main, and dessert all together, which exactly. is, I think is yeah. great. So now that we are well into the reopening phase of the pandemic, how do you think the food and beverages, beverage businesses are faring? Well, I think I mentioned just briefly mm-hmm. recently that the sales are – 
are not strong, uh, and they're about where we predicted. Yeah. We figured they would be a third to 40% of the regular sales given the time of year compared to last year, and that's exactly where they are. We have some restaurants that are, are above the 50%, but that's few and far between. Um, uh, there's certain areas that have been affected, like, for example, Halifax has been affected at lunchtime with right. the lack of, of um, a lot of public servants and uh, university students and other people that that lunch trade has gone down. So a lot of people are not even opening at lunchtime. So mm-hmm. that's uh, for a city downtown, not opening at lunchtime. That's pretty remarkable because in a city, when you're paying the kind of rents that you're paying, you almost have to be open for lunch in order to, to grow that enough revenue that you're going to be sustainable overall. So that's going to be, that, that'll be challenging uh, overall. So what advice do you have for people who want to support the industry? Well, I think, you know, uh, one of the things I see sometimes is people with but a comfort level going in. So it's still not high. It's just below 50% right now, so it's climbing. Uh, people are not feeling quite comfortable enough to go into restaurants. But I think that's just time and seeing other people going out, experiencing it going in. They'll, they'll get to do that. Um, uh, obviously, go out. If you don't want to go in the restaurant, go to the patio. Go try out the patio and stuff like right. that. Do takeout. You know, do the gift card thing that can help other people, you know, share a meal. Uh, we did recently, uh, somebody did me a really nice favor. I gave them a nice gift card to go out to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Instead of buying them a gift that they may or may not like, I know they'll at least go to a restaurant with it, buy something they like. So that, that'll that be worthwhile overall. So, Yeah, that's good advice. Anything else you'd like to add? You know, you know, we're in a pandemic that, you know, we're, we're looking inward ourselves at the restaurants, but we have got to look around us too. There's everybody else is in the same boat. So we're, we're going up and down the same tide all together. So the challenges are going to be immense. Um, it, it's not going to be easy. Uh, there'll be a lot more challenges before we hit the end of the road. Um, the new, certainly the new Atlantic bubble is going to be interesting because, um, uh, that's very important to me. I call it an economic bubble. I don't call right. it a bubble anymore. To me, it's that's Atlantic level, and it's almost necessary that we do that because we have a lot of cross connections in those provinces, and you, right. you can see by opening day of the traffic and so on, and that's still sustaining itself pretty well right now. Uh, that will be very, very important. The other thing that would be really important, I think, that's really important to us is that that we'll be able to maintain and control the virus that we're not going to yeah. not going to bump up like they did in the States, you know, like Texas and Florida the other day had 12,000 more one day, one day, mm-hmm. 12,000 more cases. It's, it's insane. Like we, yeah. that would wipe our, that would wipe our province out if that happened here. Mm-hmm. So the new regime of the provinces, which will be um, testing, uh, tracing and tracking will be highly important overall. And I think, you know, other businesses will, will be involved that we're involved in, you know, we, we, for example, though it was not part of our guidelines, we had recommended that restaurants take the name of one person in each party and so that if something happened, you could trace that back so you can ensure that your people are protected and vice versa, that your other customers were protected in that place. I suspect we'll probably see that become mandatory in the next while or so. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a big change over there, and the change is not – Finished yet? There's a lot more unknown to come for us. Oh, yeah, there's lots more to come. Um, Paul, you wanted to uh, add a comment? 
Sure. Uh, thanks. Uh, well, yeah, so, Gordon, just before we, we came on and started uh, broadcasting live, we, you were talking about how, how busy things have been, and, and certainly as, as a, an industry association ourselves or an association, business association ourselves, we can certainly appreciate that. And, and you've been on uh, just about all the same calls I've been on, and, and I suspect uh, quite a few that I that I haven't as well. So, you know, we have 1,600 businesses in downtown Halifax, a couple hundred of those are restaurants. Uh, and so I just want to thank you for, for the tireless work you've been putting in. You're, you're the restaurant expert. We always try to to, uh, to touch base with you before we uh, before we get up there in the media and talk about the needs of restaurants, and we always try to be in lockstep with uh, with what you're saying. But I uh, just want to say thanks for all the work you're doing, and, and keep it up, and uh, and we'll, certainly we'll continue uh, to work together. And and uh, I think as you're saying, it's right now it really is more about survival mode uh, at this point. Obviously, we want restaurants to do as well as they possibly can uh, until we figure out what that new normal is going to be. So uh, keep up the great work, and we'll be we'll be chatting lots more. Thank you for your comments. Most appreciated. Great. And that's all we have. So thank you for joining us today, Gordon. No problem, folks. A lot of fun. Gordon Stewart is the executive director of the Restaurant Association of Nova Scotia. You can learn more about the Restaurant Association of Nova Scotia, or RANS, at rans.ca, or you can follow at restassocns, so that's R-E-S-T-A-S-S-O-C-N-S on Twitter. This is the second time that Gordon has been on Downtown Lowdown. We interviewed him about the Savor Food and Wine Festival on our 10th episode back in early February. You can listen to that episode by visiting downtownhalifax.ca slash podcast. We now have Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. He'll give us an update on parking, reopen city, Bedford Row, Grafton Street, and Argyle Street, as well as the downtown crew. So, Paul, what's happening on the street? Thanks, Ivy. It's it's been a while since uh, since I've been on one of these podcasts. I, it's been a few weeks. Uh, we had a short hiatus, but we're back on it now. I know. I worry about the fans. That uh, I'm, I'm concerned that they go off and find other podcasts and don't find their way right. back. Right. Our millions of fans. We have hopefully to really re- retain those. <laughs> hopefully they've come back. I want to say a special hi to my mom in case she's listening. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's it's been a couple weeks since we chatted, and uh, I guess the the good news, if there is good news, and there is some good news, is you know we're, we always are talking about what what the new normal is is going to look like, and I think we're starting to get a sense of that at least for the next for you know the foreseeable future. So we've kind of gone through this process of of things reopening. Uh, at this point, most businesses, uh, if if they were closed, uh, have reopened. Um, or uh, even those that that were open through the uh, through the entire you know kind of initial phases of, of the lockdown, um, it, it seems a little bit more normal, uh, or at least it's a, it's a new normal. So uh, most of those businesses are opened. Uh, restaurants are, are typically operating around 50% capacity. Uh, they can be actually operate at any capacity, but as long as they maintain social distancing. For many restaurants, that, that really means 50% capacity is about the most they can do. Uh, so a lot of them are, are seeking extra space, have, have, have done patios. Of course, we've got a long tradition of patios in Halifax, but uh, we are seeing some new ones uh, popping up. The, I, I point out the one uh, that Julep has, has put up on Prince Street is spectacular. Uh, two doors down, uh, right here across the street from us uh, on Barrington Street. Uh, it's two doors down to everyone else. To us, we call it across the street because that's where it is, but uh, they're going to have a patio for the first time uh, on Barrington Street which is going to be very exciting. So we're seeing more and more patios uh, popping up to create some additional space. Um, and this is kind of the, the new normal. The Atlantic bubble, bubble has has opened up. We've heard about some horrific lineups at the border, but I suspect that'll settle down. Uh, and we'll start to get a bit of a sense about what, you know, what the tourism industry uh, is going to look like. Um, uh, I guess the, the, the most common complaints, I guess, that we're still hearing or concerns that we're hearing, of course, overall business is, is still down. Uh, as, as we just heard from, from Gordon, the Restaurant Association, um, a lot of restaurants are operating at best at 50% of their sales uh, from a year ago. Uh, and uh, and that, that looks like that's probably going to be continuing uh, over the foreseeable future. Um, uh, again, the 
different uh, tourism agencies are encouraging people to travel, you know, both from other provinces as well as around Nova Scotia. Hopefully that brings some folks to downtown Halifax. But uh, but this is the way it's going to be, I think, uh, for the summer. Certainly a lot quieter than we're used to. Uh, we're seeing far fewer people, of course, working downtown. Uh, the work the workforce uh, population is uh, is down quite a bit. We're hoping to see more people come back. Um, that's kind of where we're at, but, but there is some good news uh, in all that. And as, as Gordon was saying, there's a, a few bright lights uh, that would highlight. One of them is, as you mentioned, around parking. And uh, a wise person once said there's no such thing as free parking downtown. Uh, that's not true, of course. Parking is free every weekend and, and every day after six anyway downtown. Uh, but at the moment, there's a little uh, additional free parking downtown just because of an infrastructure project that happened this year. So uh, we've got this beautiful new separated bike lane on Hollis Street. Uh, so if you used to maybe drive downtown or take the bus, but, but now switched over to cycling, uh, it's actually a great way to to get through the downtown in a nice, safe, and comfortable manner on Hollis Street. But because they switched the bike lane from one side of the street to the other, where the bike lane used to be on Hollis Street, uh, they put in two-hour free parking uh, for most of the length of Hollis Street. So you can find free parking downtown. Uh, most days that I'm down there, I see a few spots. So uh, if, if you don't want to pay, if you if you want to fulfill your civic duty and still pay at a meter, there's lots of uh, there's lots of paid parking, of course, as well on street or at uh, at the Metro Park or at Scotia Square or Nova Center. Uh, but you can find parking. So certainly we always want to encourage people to come downtown, whether you have to pay for parking or not. But uh, at least temporarily over the summer, there's lots of free parking uh, along Hollow Street. So that's a bit of good news. Um, I also want to give a, a little shout out uh, to our fabulous downtown crew. Uh, every year we have uh, uh, typically their students, returning students, uh, university students uh, that work for us over the summer months. And they wear a nice bright blue, uh, kind of aqua blue. Is it aqua? What do you think, Ivy? No, it's not aqua. It's not aqua. I'm not very good with colors. It's like a baby blue. It's like a baby blue. Our baby <laughs> blue students uh, are out um, uh, every year, and, they, and typically they, they they sweep up the sidewalks to make sure downtown is, is nice and sparkly. Uh, most years they they also interact quite a bit with uh, with visitors, uh, and of course they, they still are doing that. There's just fewer visitors for them to interact with. Um, of course, they're outfitted. They're they're wearing masks whenever they interact with people. Uh, they we've, we've given them specialized training, of course, but they're out like they are every year. Uh, they're a little bit lonelier this year than, than other years when they're out there. So if you do see them, uh, make sure to say hi. A, a nice lady on Twitter took a picture of them and, and thanked them uh, on social media last week, which was really nice. Um, so yeah, they're out there working hard and, uh, and again, because some of the traffic is down downtown uh, in many ways actually has never looked nicer. It's, it's actually really beautiful uh, downtown. So uh, we're encouraging people, whether they live close by or don't live close by or work downtown or don't work downtown to, to come down and, and check out a, a slightly slower paced downtown, but, uh, but that's a, that's a nice way to enjoy it as well. Um, so some of the changes that you will see uh, when you come downtown besides some of these uh, projects, and there's still, uh, there's still lots of construction. I guess the other good news for that perspective is uh, construction is still maintaining its, its toward pace, uh, but construction complaints are way down. So that's good. There's still lots of changes happening downtown, uh, both large scale, like right across the street at Maritime Center is getting a, a beautiful makeover. Uh, I had a tour of Queensmark on the waterfront, uh, which uh, is, is looking spectacular on the, the public, soon to be public spaces, uh, the plaza uh, inside. Uh, that's actually partially open now. It won't be fully open for a little bit longer. Um, but also some smaller scale things. So the main one, of course, is Argyle Street. Uh, all summer long is closed to vehicular traffic. So we've got two blocks where it's, it's our only pedestrian traffic. Uh, it's a great experience. Of course, all the patios are out. So whether you're coming to, to get a drink or a bite at a patio or you just want to walk uh, along the beautiful refurbished Argyle Street, uh, that's there. And we're doing some experiments on some other streets as well. Uh, so that one block of Grafton Street, which actually was part of the Argyle Street streetscape project, uh, I guess it's the part of Grafton that's between Prince Street and Carmichael Street. Um, that's actually been converted to one way for the for the uh, course of the summer, and that's to allow some additional patio space for the restaurants along there. 
Uh, and knock on wood, we'll soon see uh, some changes on Bedford Row. So that, that beautiful little block of Bedford Row where Great Wall is and the Old Triangle and, and McKelvey's uh, has always been a really interesting little street. It's got some some beautiful, fairly mature trees that were in these in these planters that were built probably in the early 1980s. Uh, it, it's a nice uh, kind of quiet street anyway. Uh, it, it's, it's always been vehicular, um, but that's actually going to be closed. Half it's going to be closed uh, and created uh, into a pedestrian plaza, which, again, will allow the restaurants to come out. So uh, we're adding some beautification elements, uh, hopefully some lights in the trees. Uh, it's it's going to be a spectacular-looking uh, new space uh, for the summer. And, again, that's one of those things that's it's being done in response to the pandemic and creating some extra space. But who knows? It may be really successful and, and may lead to a permanent change down there. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see how things go this year first. And just to get back to um, Argyle Street and, and expanded spaces, uh, the patios, the patios have expanded, correct, you know, on uh, Argyle and Grafton. That's right. So, so the, yeah, the, the, um, I mean, typically patios can come out whatever the width of the sidewalk is, and, and if they're on a regular street, then they can build a um, kind of a walkway that goes around it. Argyle Street, of course, is a bit different when it's completely pedestrianized. So there's the there's actually year-round patios on Argyle Street, uh, but while the street is closed for the summer, those patios have actually been able to grow even larger than they than they normally were. Uh, and the same with uh, with Grafton Street as well. It does allow for additional patio space. So again, it's kind of one of those nice uh, benefits where we get uh, a, it's, it's really it's a nicer pedestrian experience, of course. Course, uh, but it also creates additional space uh, for the restaurants. And again, any any additional space we can find for restaurants uh, really is, is helping them uh, survive through this because of the, the requirement around social distancing. So that exists on the patios uh, as well as inside. So any any square footage we can find for restaurants uh, really goes to their bottom line. So those are kind of the, the main highlights uh, for me. It's uh, but uh, it's, it's summer in downtown. It's uh, it's a beautiful place to be, and there's still lots to see and do. So uh, you know we're encouraging people to. Uh, to, to come back downtown if they haven't been for a while or, or maybe even be a bit of a tourist in your own town and, uh, and explore all the things that uh, downtown has to offer. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for the update. Great. Thank you. We were talking to Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. He updated us on some of downtown streetscape changes, Reopen City, and the downtown crew. As always, Downtown Halifax Business Commission is committed to providing the latest information as the province eases restrictions. DHBC is still following the directives of the Nova Scotia Health Authority. Check out some of DHBC's resource pages for businesses and for the public. For the main COVID-19 business resource page, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19. For what's open in Downtown Halifax, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash open. The Nova Scotia government has extended the state of emergency to July 26, 2020. Police are authorized to enforce orders under the Protection Act related to self-isolation and physical distancing and can issue summary offense tickets to those not adhering to these orders. Premier Stephen McNeil and Dr. Robert Strang, Chief Medical Officer of Health for Nova Scotia, announced on June 18th changes to gathering limits given Nova Scotia's low rates of COVID-19. People can now gather in groups of 10 without physical distancing. People in a group are not required to be exclusive, but are strongly encouraged to maintain a consistent group. This is especially important for Nova Scotians who are more at risk for complications of COVID-19. This change replaces the concept of family household bubbles. Gathering limits increase for social events, arts and culture events, faith-based gatherings, and weddings and funerals that are run by recognized business or organizations. These outdoor events can have 250 people, and indoor events can have 50% of capacity to a maximum of 200 people. When these types of events that are not run by an organized business or organization, they are limited to 50. Sport and physical activity also continue to be limited to 50. Businesses that are too small to ensure physical distancing can have no more than 10 people on their premises at a time. 
view full notices and other lifted restrictions from the Nova Scotia government at novascotia.ca slash coronavirus slash hashtag alerts. These are just some of the measures that may affect businesses, visitors, and workers in downtown Halifax. And now for BizBuzz. And it's time for BizBuzz. It's nice to be back with BizBuzz again. Businesses are continuing to reopen, and I'm going to give a quick rundown of what has opened since our last podcast on June 23rd. I'm also going to touch on Reopen City, our gritty to pretty walking tour and giveaway, and discover Halifax's new campaign called Heart, Soul, Halifax, and their new inspiration guide. So a few things that have reopened since our last podcast. The Carlton reopened their doors on June 25th. They have a great patio right on the corner of Argyle and Prince Streets, and they have live music, food and drinks, including happy hour specials. You can follow at Carlton Halifax to keep up to date. Cuts Dacos reopened in late June. They open daily at 5 p.m. and you can make a reservation using Open Table. Visit their website, rcr.ca slash restaurants slash cut dash Dacos for the link. And they're still offering their barbecue ready feast boxes for pickup or delivery. Email fresh on the fly at rcr.ca to order. Shuck Seafood and Raw Bar open on June 21st. They have a great patio nestled between their location on the corner of Salter and Lower Water and the Halifax Brewery Market. They also have some great happy hour deals. Between 5 to 6 p.m. every day, you can get oysters half off, $2 off all glasses of wine, and $5 draft beer. You can follow at Shuck HFX on Instagram for more information. And Bistro Lecoq is also open again. They have an extended patio in Argyle Street, which is the perfect place to enjoy a glass of wine and dinner after work. They've also added an ice cream treats dessert menu, which sounds delicious. Follow at Bistro Lecoq on Instagram to keep up to date. Murphy's on the Water is reopened for business. This waterfront staple includes Murphy's Restaurant and Patio, Murphy's Company Store, and Ambassador's Boat Tours. Their boat tours are all operational again and include the Harbor Hopper, the Tall Ship Silva, the Peggy's Cove Express, and the Harbor Queen. Visit ambassadors.com for more information. And some of our world-famous attractions have reopened also. The Maritime Museum of the Atlantic and the Canadian Museum of Immigration at Pier 21 are both open again. And the Discovery Center is reopening July 16th. And Ivy, before I move on to Reopen City, do you want to tell us about any restaurants you've visited in the past few weeks? Sure. Um, actually, a new restaurant uh, opened up recently. Mm-hmm. So Copper Branch, uh, located at 1474 Lower Water Street, opened. And it, this restaurant is just right up my alley. It's vegan, organic, non-GMO. Uh, they have power bowls and wraps and sandwiches. They even serve breakfast and desserts. Uh, and I felt very comfortable going in there uh, last week. Uh, they had a hand sanitizer um, station when you first walk into the, the restaurant. They mm-hmm. have plexiglass dividers, you know, between you and the counter uh, where you pay. Uh, the tables were nicely spaced out. It's a large space, uh, brand new. Um, the food was excellent. The portions were big. Uh, mm-hmm. I even had a smoothie as well, and it was just really good, really delicious. So I'm so glad that they've uh, they've opened up downtown because especially during a pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. we don't really see a lot of new businesses opening up, but yeah. uh, they've been open for a little while now and uh, I hope them they will be open for a long time. Yeah, they're definitely going to fill that uh, um, that market for vegan food. And yeah, and it was really delicious. I had yeah. a Power Bowl and uh, so did my friend and mm-hmm. and we both really liked it a lot. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so also a couple of other businesses that I went into uh, this past week uh, was Gangnam Korean uh, Barbecue. 
I did some takeout uh, for lunch because I'm back in the office uh, part-time. So that was great. I just called in advance, and uh, they're located at 1261 Barrington Street, by the way. And I called in advance and ordered my food and just picked it up, Uh, you know, the – the worker there that was um, giving me my order had a mask on. Um, there were uh, people dining in, um, but they were all distanced, uh, which was really great to see. And uh, yeah, the food was delicious. It was really good. It's been a while since I've had Korean food. And uh, yeah, I didn't know that good. they did takeout, so that's good to know. Yeah, they do takeout. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, and dine in as well. Right. Um, the other night, I did go to uh, Mercantile Social, uh, celebrating a friend's 50th birthday, and there were five of us, mm-hmm. uh, so well under the limit of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a big booth, um, and so we were able to even kind of distance from each other if we really wanted to. Uh, but the place is, was pretty busy, um, but still everybody was physically distanced, which mm-hmm. was great. They also have a big patio. Right. They so do. If you, yeah. So if people are feeling more comfortable outside, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having drinks with friends outside rather than indoors, you know, that that's definitely an option. So Mercantile Social was, yeah, it was a good happening place um, that night. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, oh, they're located at 1579 Hollis Street, by the way. Yes. Yeah. They're in the Maple Building. Yeah. That's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to starting getting out and uh, going back into restaurants again. Yeah. I'm I mean, a lot of takeout, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while, and uh, I'm I'm so glad that I'm getting back into it as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because you know, at first you feel, oh, what to expect, what to expect, mm-hmm. and then it's not. It's kind of familiar, unfamiliar, but familiar. It's kind of like right. normal, as they say, but it's kind of it's not as scary as people think it is. You yeah, know, yes, it's kind exactly. of exactly the new normal feels more familiar than you think. Yeah, I think once you do it the first time, then you'll feel more comfortable to do it again. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna break the ice. Yeah, and and businesses are very conscious of, you know, what what they're allowed to do and what they're supposed to do. So I think that's that takes a lot of pressure off uh, the consumer. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, are they doing it right? Are they doing this properly? Um, you know, are they following public health regulations? And as far as I can see, yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so I'm just going to uh, talk about Reopen City quickly. So as Paul mentioned earlier, this weekend coming up, July 18th and 19th, is the last weekend of Reopen City. Reopen City is a celebration of all the small local businesses that make Halifax a vibrant, exciting, and welcoming place for locals and visitors. There are over 120 businesses around the city participating, including over 40 in downtown Halifax, that are offering special deals, promotions, and backdoor takeout. And there are also some activities and surprises happening on the waterfront. This is a great opportunity to get out and enjoy the best of the city, for more information, you can visit opencityhalifax.ca, and you can visit downtownhalifax.ca slash reopencity for all the downtown Halifax businesses that are participating. And while you are out enjoying Reopen City, you can take a walking tour of all the Gritty to Pretty placemaking projects in downtown Halifax. The Gritty to Pretty Beautification Grant Program started in 2015 as a way to help contribute to placemaking efforts in the downtown area. The projects include murals, sculptures, and facade lighting. The walking tour is a great way to see all the projects that have really added to the vibrancy of the downtown area. And you can enter to win one of four gift baskets made up of gift certificates from some of the downtown Halifax businesses participating in Reopen City. To enter, all you have to do is take a photo or a selfie of one of the Gritty to Pretty projects and post it to your Instagram or Facebook and tag it with hashtag Gritty to Pretty DT and hashtag Reopen City HFX. We'll be drawing four winners on Monday, July 20th. Visit our website, downtownhalifax.ca, for more information on the walking tour and giveaway. 
Deborah Halifax has launched a new Heart Soul Halifax Guide. This is a digital guide filled with ideas and inspiration to help you explore the Halifax region safely. It features local day trips, weekend getaways, vacation ideas, hotel packages, and plenty more vacation inspiration. Visit handpickedhalifax.com or discoverhalifaxns.com for more information. And just a reminder that you can check out what's open for in-person, takeout, and local delivery service at downtownhalifax.ca open. You can also find more information on what to expect when you are out and how you can help support local. And before we finish, we'd just like to congratulate World Tea House. Uh, they are celebrating their 10th anniversary. So big congratulations to Philip Holmans and the World Tea House. You can also hear Philip Holmans on episode 16 of Downtown Lowdown. He was one of our first interviews uh, when the lockdown happened uh, with COVID-19. Also, uh, Halifax Brewery Farmers Market Cooperative, uh, they are celebrating their 10th anniversary as well. So congratulations to them. And that's it for BizBuzz this week. That concludes Downtown Lowdown episode 28, recorded on July 13th, 2020. Downtown Lowdown will be returning to its bi-weekly schedule, so we'll be back on July 28th. You'll see a slow comeback of our regular pre-pandemic segments like BizBuzz, Shameless Self-Promotion, Pros on Cons, and Blatant Propaganda, as the economy opens up even more with the stability that comes with easing of restrictions. For more information, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.